Welcome back to episode two of the Gridiron. Kevin and I are back. We took a short six-month hiatus, and we are back to start off the new year uh, with a brand new episode and to get this thing rolling. On today's episode of the Gridiron, we're talking NFL, talking the Reds and Bengals offseason. We'll have special guest Matt Bajak to talk about the Big 12, uh, about Jalen Hurts, and a preview of the NCAA for next year. We'll do a little segment on uh, the NBA. We'll talk a little bit of movies, and then at the end, we'll get into to some real segments with Shark Tank ideas and reality TV shows and possibly some Game of Thrones if we have time. So a lot to look forward to. Let's go. Missed you guys. All right. So welcome back. We're back, Kev. What's up, Jake? It's good to be back. Got it. Bear, back at it. Yeah, it took us long enough. I know everyone was dying to hear episode two. We had a total of, what, 19, 20 viewers, possibly? So a growing so. crowd. I appreciate each and every one of you, first of all. Yeah, we um, do. We definitely do, and we're looking to to build on that now. So I hope you hope you enjoy this episode and uh, a lot to look forward to. So, Kev, let's, let's start sure it out. Subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. Yeah, absolutely podcast. subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe again. Tell all your friends and family. Your mom, your dad, you everyone you love. All right, so uh, let's start out, Kev, talking about NFL. Some two huge games this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So which one are we starting with? Let's start with uh, the day game, which is the Saints and Rams. Wow, good for you. That's some good knowledge. Yeah, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, The Saints have actually been my pick since the beginning, Uh, beginning of the season. There's something about the Saints. I know. There's something about Drew Brees uh, that I really like this year. And I'm really excited for that game. I'm excited for both games. I think they're both going to be great. But there's something about Drew Brees this year. I think he's got that look in his eye uh, that I, I think they're, I think they're going to win. I think that's just the birthmark. But I'll tell you what, it's not about the Saints. It's about New Orleans. It's about being at home. That's why I'm taking the Saints. The Saints the in the, the Rams dome have been great all year. Obviously, the Saints have too. I think everyone can agree that these are the best four teams. Um, yeah, without definitely a doubt. Be an exciting day of football. I agree with you, though. I think the Saints' defense is going to propel them to win this game. Um, we'll see, though. They've, they've been kind of physically dominated in games where their opponents kind of bring it to them up front. So we'll see how they handle the Rams' O-line, D-line, especially that Rams' O-line. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think C.J. Anderson might uh, run, run free again. Maybe a bad omen for the Rams, too, playing back in the Dome. They ditched the Dome and... St. Louis, and uh, oh, that's true. yeah, didn't that's think about true. that one, huh? I think I'm going to root against the Rams just because they're from St. Louis, and uh, I hate that city. Yeah, uh, as so well. I guess go Saints. Also, the Saints are also kind of uh, the Ohio State professional football team. That is true. I was watching the game last week, and I feel like every play that was made, the two biggest player, uh, two biggest plays in the game, really, biggest performances were both Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, yeah. So, and also a lot of people. I mean, actually, a lot of people are talking about it, but when the Rams played the Saints early this year, Mike Thomas went off for like 211 receiving yards, which is just ludicrous. So, I mean, if you can get like two-thirds of that from him this game, they're they're going to win. Yeah. And, oh, wait, hey, if you shut down Mike Thomas, guess what? Alvin Kamara, you know, Ingram, they're going to run it all over you. So... We'll see what happens. I think it definitely could be a shootout, um, but it's going to be a really good football game with I think my, two good offenses and two good defenses. So I think my keys to victory for, for the Rams is for Ndamukong Sue to step on or stomp on somebody. I think that's the only shot they really have at this point with him. Not a lot of production out of him, but I think if he can stomp on somebody's leg or twist it in some way in the pile, maybe break somebody's leg off in there, I think that might help them a lot. Well, I don't think Drew Brees – I don't think his bones break, so – Really? It's going to have to be someone else. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you saw Drew Brees, like, get hurt? It's been I mean, a while. You better knock on some wood for that well, one. Well, uh, Drew's my guy. I'll ride with him. We'll be fine. Saints by six. They cover. Saints by ten. I'll actually, I'll give you my exact scoring prediction. Okay. I'll give you 34-24. Saints by six. All right, great. All right, let's move on to the uh, AFC now. And I'm actually so I'm actually more excited for this game. Really? I I think this is officially TB12 passing the torch. Interesting. Patrick Mahomes, 
the MVP of the National Football League. He's in his second year, but this is his first year really playing, and he has just lit everybody up. I mean, 50 touchdown passes is ludicrous in the regular season, and I think he does it again. The crazy thing is that I don't think I watched a single Patriots game this entire season until the playoffs, and I... That's when they've been at their best. That's what I'm saying. Stupid me kind of forgot about the Patriots. I don't know why. Yeah, a lot of people did, you know. I mean, Brady had that interview after the game last week where he was saying, like, uh, a lot of people think we suck. Like, well, Tom, nobody really thinks that. You're the Patriots. Also, I've completely turned a new leaf on Tom Brady. After he created Instagram, I don't know how long ago that was, I used to hate Tom Brady. Uh, I've kind of turned a new leaf on him. I know that diet's uh, insane, and I'm, like, still thinking about following it just because he looks like a god. But Or does he actually? He's kind of withering away. I don't know. I can't decide if he's... Tom Brady doesn't wither away. No, you don't think? No. But I will say, I think the stat was um, Brady is... It's either 1-2 and two or 2-3 and three in the uh, in conference championship games away from Foxborough. He's something like 5-2 and two at home or something. And that Chiefs kingdom gets loud. So, and the way that the Chiefs defense played last week against Andrew Luck and the Colts... Which has been trash this season, but... Exactly. But, I mean, they're going up against... Probably the top O line in the entire league, and they just manhandled them. And they made Andrew Luck, who's going to win Comeback Player of the Year, look like a JV quarterback. Yeah. So I'm taking Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs in a landslide, 42 to 20. Wow. See, I'm kind of going the other way. I just because of what I've seen, the, I haven't watched the Patriots. I've watched a lot of the Chiefs, and just because of what I've seen the past couple weeks. Like, I'm so used to seeing the Patriots in these games and not really seeing them screw up, uh, at least in a big way. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. And, like, part of me just wants to believe in Tom Brady getting another one. As much as I hate seeing the same teams win every year, there's something about kind of appreciating greatness when you see it. I, I want it to end, but I also, I like, like... Patrick Mahomes? I mean, in the future. <laughs> He'll have his chance. No, I, I don't know. I understand what you're saying. That, that's what makes me the most happy about this weekend is that no matter who wins, the, the Super Bowl is going to be unreal. Oh, yeah. I can't remember, uh, at least in the last few years, when the four top teams have been this good, really. It seems like it's definitely the four best teams oh, this year. Oh, I know. It, it's like, it, it feels like it's these four teams and then everyone else. Yeah. And a lot of people were like talking last week about uh, the Colts. Eh, not as much the Colts, but the Chargers mainly. A lot of people liked the Chargers in that game, saying they're the most complete team in the AFC. And, uh, yeah, that didn't work out too well. I think Brady had uh, some different feelings on that. Yeah. Well, speaking of the best teams, I know this already happened, but let's move on to the NCAA. Just a quick recap for everybody that lives under a rock and only listens to this podcast, the 19 of you out there that haven't heard about the national championship in college football. Uh, we can give, uh, we're going to talk about, there's big news in college football, actually, of Jalen Hurts uh, deciding to leave Alabama, but we'll wait to talk about that more until Matt enters. So right now, let's just talk a little bit about the national championship game, and then maybe even bigger news is Clemson going to the White House and <laughs> being served fast food <laughs> at the White House as their presidential it. meal, which I absolutely loved. I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, I did too, and... You know, the reasoning behind it was because of the shutdown and they like Trump bought it on his own dime, whatever. It's honestly just hilarious to me. And I'm, I'm thinking about these offensive linemen for Clemson. God, I good bet for they them. were happier than anyone. Yeah, it was uh, such like Trevor a, it Lawrence was probably really upset because there weren't any, many uh, vegetables, but the O line, I guarantee you, they were happy. The pictures coming out of there were just ridiculous. Everyone dressed in the nicest suits they've ever bought. <laughs> and. They come in and <laughs> presented with piles of Big Macs, just piles of them. Hilarious. Yeah. Big Macs, Wendy's, and pizzas. Yeah. Unbelievable. The part that I was and thinking about it, was, I know it's because of the shutdown or whatever, but how much would it cost for Trump to pay his employees for the day just to cook a meal instead of going out and and yeah, buying I, I don't hundreds of burgers? I don't know if that's really any more cost effective, but... Hey, whatever. No, it made for some good pictures. Reasoning, but he also said it's great American food that everyone loves, which he's yeah, not I wrong. Mean, I guess that's kind of true. I mean, he's not if you wrong. Love I, fast food, like listen, you're just you're lying to yourself. I've had some really bad experiences at McDonald's and Wendy's, and I still find myself going back every single time. Yeah, every time, and I think my uh, favorite picture that came out of that was that Clemson alignment, just with the uh, two stacks of Big Macs. Oh yeah. 
dude went kind of viral for it. That oh, was, yeah, that yeah. was pretty funny. Matt Bockhorst, uh, I think it was. Yeah. So I want to kind of switch from that to the actual playoffs, first yeah. of all. I know it was real surprising to see Bama and Clemson in the title game. Yeah, Nobody super, saw that big coming. surprise. But seriously, I, how shocked were you about that performance out of Trevor Lawrence? I wasn't really. Yeah. Kind of like the Patriots where I watched some Clemson, but I wasn't ever. No one was really talking about him, uh, about Trevor Lawrence at all. I knew he was good. I saw him on, yeah. on uh, when he was in high. I think I saw him when he was in high school more on my Twitter feed more than I do in college now. All the throws right. at all the camps and stuff. But, I mean, crazy impressed. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he's handsome or not. I can't decide. He kind of looks uh, a bit like an alien. Oh, he's he's so ugly. His you think? nose is the size of my fist. Yeah. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to tear apart a uh, college player's looks on on this podcast. I think we're above that. But, but you're right. I do you think he's. Be. You might be. Okay. You you don't not, have to be. Not me. Yeah, I was I was definitely surprised. You know, in the first quarter too, it looked like Bama was. I mean. You know, I think it was 14-13 at the end of the first quarter, but Bama had, like, over 200 yards in the first quarter. Yeah. I thought they were done. And then somehow the Clemson guys just figure out a way to flip the switch. And it reminds you why you love college football so much. It's not all about talent. It's all about the heart. Yeah. You know, it's all about the schemes. They're, I mean, Clemson just out-coached Nick Saban like nobody's business. I, I mean, it was a beatdown. Yeah. An absolute beatdown. And, and to me, like, those two teams right now are just pretty clearly head and shoulders above the rest as far as recruiting and um, just the, the play on the field was, I mean, those See, were those were the two know. best teams. You don't think so? I have to disagree. I, give me Ohio State. If you put Ohio State in the playoffs, they lose to Bama and Clemson also, but not by as much as Oklahoma did or by as Notre Dame did. No, that's fair. I, I don't think Notre Dame was one of the four best teams in the country I, by any stretch. Of the imagination. But they go 12-0. What are you going to do? Keep them out? No, you have to keep them in. So, this is why we need an 18 playoff. I, yeah, I agree. Uh, that, that'd be sweet. I, I mean, who's against more meaningful football? If you're against expanding the playoffs, I don't want to be your friend. The big, the big drawback that everyone keeps citing is that yeah, it's, well, one of them is that it's too much, too many games for, for the guys on the teams, but you're only looking at a few teams playing one or two extra games. If you're adding exactly. eight... They're all going to play a ball game anyway, and then you're still looking at only a few playing one extra game. I don't know. And I think I'm it needs to happen. Kind of a pro- I'm sort of a proponent of a 16 playoff. That way you're kind of eliminating like those 7 and 8 who really probably don't deserve to be in there. Yeah. Give 1 and 2 a bye, rewards them for a great season. I mean, I, I think that's another good solution. If you do if you do, if you do if you do 16s, you can get all the Power 6 conferences in there. Yeah. Have you seen that advertising for the American Athletic Conference? That's their new hashtag. They put it on everything. That- it says power, power six. It says power six instead of power five. Oh, it's it's on everything. Gosh. Every ad I see, that, everything that's, that's American ridiculous. Athletic Conference. Yeah, I know. It, it it just adds to the fact that that conference is brutally annoying by UCF also claiming that they're national champions as well. Because that's in the I, record books. So I know they're just I don't know. They love to talk about themselves. Whatever they can have fun with it. Yeah. Anything so el- anything else on? Uh, I have one more thing. Yeah, go for it. Before we move on. Um, I know we're going to kind of talk about uh, predictions for next year uh, later on. Yeah. But I just got to tease it with this statement. Ohio State is not going to lose a game next year, and Justin Fields is going to win the Heisman Trophy, and it yeah. won't be close. It'll be it'll be interesting when they see Northwestern in uh, Indianapolis. I think for a rematch would be my, I my bold be prediction. I interesting when they see Northwestern in Chicago. Yeah, uh, Friday, that'll Friday. be interesting. But then the the rubber match once Northwestern beats Ohio State and <laughs> and Evanston, um, yeah, I'll, it'll I be should exciting. Be both of those games, so I'll be looking forward to doing some reporting. Good for the podcast. We're looking forward to it. Um, I, well, I will say now that we got Ohio State got Justin Fields, Northwestern. He's gonna be no sitting. Is he not sitting out for a year? next year. Is he not sitting out? No, he'll. So he's he has that same lawyer that Shea Patterson used. Yeah, but that's different. I don't, I think he's gonna have to sit out. No, he won't. So he left Georgia like under duress because of like all the uh, that like racial um, like scandal that they had. I don't remember if it was like their baseball team or like a fraternity or something. Right. Like he left because of that, and I, he'll he'll definitely be able to play next year. I think everybody in Columbus is pretty much 
he's a shoe in to play. All right, well, looking forward to that for Ohio State. Uh, for everyone else, not in the NFL, it's off season, and uh, everyone else not in the playoffs, it's off season. So let's talk a little bit about the Bengals, our Ooh, our love yeah. and our hate. Big big news since we last recorded at the Bengals camp. Uh, Marvin Lewis officially gone. Um, Which I'm, you know, I have mixed feelings about. It was it was time many years ago. Uh, it was listen, it was time so long ago, but. My whole life, I haven't known anything but Marvin. You also haven't known a playoff victory. I know, but just knowing the ownership that that runs the Bengals, I there's so much. It could go so much worse. You know, I disagree. I think I'm so glad he's gone. And I am too. A lot of people have a lot of questions about Zach Taylor coming in, the uh, quarterbacks coach from the Rams, but. I think it's a great hire. I think he's going to be fantastic. I've been reading some reports. Jake Glazer had some comments about him. And it's not official, right? Crazy. Uh, no, so it won't be official until the Rams lose, but right. it's all unofficial. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I just He's had some very high praise from some writers. Apparently, he just knocked his interview out of the park, like head and shoulders above every other candidate, which surprised me because I thought it was going to be uh, Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator. I thought he was going to be a shoo-in, and then like the day after everyone thought it was him, it's like announced it's going to be Zach Taylor, and I could not be more excited. Yeah, it was definitely time. I'm excited. Um, I mean, we he's we already let go of like half of our assistants. Yeah. Um, some of some of them I'm going to miss, but I think he'll be able to bring in you know kind of a new culture, a new attitude. And, I mean, the guy is supposed to be the next McVay, you know. Let's see if we got him. Let's see well, the main thing I'm guy. looking forward to is hopefully changing the attendance at the games, man. I, it was sad near the end. I don't blame anybody oh, either terrible. for not going. I mean, it, exactly. it's a basically an organization that turned their back on the city. And uh, just seeing new blood is exciting. Hopefully I don't have to watch games where it's 40% full and I'm embarrassed to watch just because well, I see more I think, seats than I other people. that's why they – fired mark yeah mostly because of the attendance mike brown doesn't give a damn how many games we win no that's true that's a good point okay um, speaking of attendance Jake, yeah what's I up i have a feeling that great american ballpark is going to see oh, much higher attendance baby next i already got my puig jersey in the mail <laughs> i cannot wait we have entirely new staff from top to bottom all the way through the farm system we have new players we have puig we have alex wood we got matt kemp we traded for that nationals pitcher and i don't think we're done yet i think we're gonna make another play here i think the reds win 85 games this year there's a lot to look forward to but i i don't want to look too far ahead but what happens after this year is this is this our one shot no we only get better i hope so about the farm we our farm system is loaded with guys yeah I mean, it, but it has been, though. No. Our farm system has not looked like this in a long time. We've got Senzel, who should explode this year if we don't trade him. We've got Trammell, who is literally going to be an all-star when he's, like, 22. And what do you he think about what do you think about Senzel? Because his name pops up in almost every article about trades and, and about yeah, looking forward I, to next year. What would, you, what, would, what would your thoughts be on us trading him? You know, obviously, no. when you're – the Reds in our position right now, I mean, nobody is untouchable, right? Yeah. We lost 90 games plus for the last four years. I don't think you can say anyone's untouchable. But I think the notion of trading Senzel and whatever for Corey, for Corey Kluber is ridiculous. I, I know how good Corey Kluber is. He's a top three pitcher in the league. Cy Young winner. But I'm not giving up Nick Senzel, who I think can be a five-plus war player for the next decade plus they're they're trying him out at center field if he can play there that's our only gap we really have left to fill we're gonna have one of the most dynamic lineups in baseball and i think we either wait to find the pitching next year or you know find someone else this year we also got rid of homer bailey so thank god we're automatically like five wins better so beyond time to let him go as well. So a lot of oh, just a lot of new beginnings and a lot to look forward to in Cincinnati local sports. But if if that bored you, we're about to move on. We're going to try and bring on Matt to talk a little bit about the Big 12, go back to college football, and then the NBA as well. So stick around, and Matt Bajak will be with us in a few minutes.
All right, so welcome back. Uh, we have our very first guest on the podcast, a very special guest, Matt Bajak, former Dub V football player. Yeah, a little round of applause. And a uh, sports fanatic, could we call you? Thank you. Um, I guess you could call me a fanatic. I'm more of a, uh, I don't know, like a, a maestro of savant. fantasy, a savant of rosters. I, I, I don't know what you want to call me. Well, great. Okay, so. I, I, I'm, just a, I'm just a nerd, sports nerd. Good. Well, we're happy to have our first guest. Mix it up for the listeners who I'm sure are tired of a total of 20 minutes of uh, me and Kev here. All the content we, all the content we've produced so far. So we already talked a little bit about college football, Matt, but we just wanted to get your thoughts a little bit on some of the big news in college football that's already kind of happened. But this is our platform to talk about it. Is Jalen Hurts to Oklahoma and what that means for the Big Twelve next year? Well, you know, I I like the move. I I like where Jalen's going with this. He he might fit into a Big Twelve offense. Don't really know. It's pretty uh, it's. It's pretty up-tempo, like out of his comfort zone. He's going to take 20 more snaps than he usually did in Alabama. Um, you got a couple other good teams next year. I mean, you got West Virginia who just picked up a quarterback from Oklahoma. So, so was, I, that, was that their backup quarterback at Oklahoma? Yeah, that, that was their backup. But So Jalen so – Jalen really doesn't have any competition then, right? Oh, no, no. Jalen's okay. clear cut. No okay. one's pushing him. Uh, I think they got one three-star underneath him. Since that other guy's moving out, yeah, he's going to – he's taking over the starting job immediately. So do you think they're clearly the favorite in the Big 12 right now? I, I mean, I'd put him there. I don't know why they wouldn't be. I mean, I mean, you have to put him there. You really I disagree. Do. All right, what's up, I Kev? Don't know who could who could step in besides Texas? Okay, cool. Hook him. Hook him? That's what I have to say. I Texas say took it to Georgia. They took it to Georgia. Texas is all the way back. Tom Herman is the best coach in the Big 12. Fight me on that. I, that, I think that's a fair statement. I just think that they need to prove it earlier on in the season. I mean, you can't lose to Maryland back-to-back years and call yourself back. Well, I mean, that's Very the Big true. 10. That's the Big 10, though. You know? The, I guess so. The, the super- no easy wins. Yeah, no easy wins in the Big 10. That's a superior conference. <laughs> I think that goes without saying, but... <laughs> Uh. <laughs> the only thing that worries me about Oklahoma is the offensive line. They're losing four starters, oh, three wow. of which were seniors. One was a junior going to the NFL. Who's going to protect Jalen? Yeah, well, I hope he can run that. That's them, a fair huh? point. Yeah. Exactly. No, and he's been blessed with a, a pretty pretty decent offensive line at Alabama when he did play. Yeah, I'd say so. But it's going to be tough to replace four starters. So, uh, changing the scope a little bit, just talking about the the uh, college football sphere as a whole. Uh, who's your way too early playoff teams? I got Alabama, of course. Clemson again. You can't can't take them off the radar after last season. Um, I would like a Big Twelve team to sneak in there, but they're not. And I don't think the Pac twelve has anybody that can compete, even with the coaching changes that are happening. I would say Ohio State is going to make a push for that that third spot, even with Haskins gone. I think they're just a system. They just pump in and out players. Just and and I know that the Big Ten is pretty controversial in this group of, of friends, but <laughs> uh, Kevin, agree or disagree with any of those? So here's my take. Here's my top four going into the playoffs next year. You can lock this one in. It's as close to a shoe-in as you can possibly get. It's a guarantee. Clemson is going to be one. They're going to go undefeated. Number two is going to be Ohio State. They're also going to be undefeated. At number three, I'm going to take Alabama. And number four, give me Georgia. Yeah, I'm going to withhold my, my top four for reasons that I will not explain. But I my only thought on the whole thing is, like, is the Pac-12 going to get a team in in the next two, two, three years or in the distant future? I don't see the, – the Pac-12, at least to me, seems to be somewhat lagging in the quality of play, attendance, oh, uh, just eyes on – yeah, I mean – Is the Pac-12 dead? Is, that's they're a good done. question. I think they're done. I, I don't see a team in the near future. I do think Oregon has a pretty strong year next year. That's I true. Think they're, returning, yeah. like, they're returning an insane amount of starters, including Herbert. It was a pretty good NFL prospect. He didn't play great this year, but, I mean, the dude can ball. And they're playing in arguably not 
eh, arguably the weakest Power Five conference in America. Power Six. I think Oregon is strong. Power Six. Sorry, can't forget about UCF. Um, <laughs> I I think Oregon does pretty well, but I mean the Pac-12 is terrible. The reason why I have two SEC teams in and no Big 12 teams is because I think the Big 12 is going to just beat the crap out of each other a little too much. I think Oklahoma is going to be a little worse. I think Texas is going to be a little better. And I don't know if a one-team Big 12 champion is going to beat out – or, sorry, a one-loss Big 12 champion is going to beat out a one-loss SEC loser between Georgia and Bama. Knowing how good Georgia and Bama are, knowing how the committee has done that before – where they let in people based on the eye test. Yeah, I think there's – we already had the discussion about the expanding the playoffs, and everyone's had that discussion a million times. But, um, yeah, there's just a lot of – that happens a lot in all the big conferences is just people beat up on each other. I know it happens in the Big Ten, it happens in the SEC, and it's kind of hard to get a scope on how good teams really are. For example, the Purdue-Auburn uh, game, their bowl game, and I think it was the Music yeah. City Bowl that I personally – thought Purdue was going to win that game and was oh, just I, just I, shocked. I actually thought Purdue was going to win that game. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah, I so there you just never know and I I love bowl season. I love watching all those games, but I would love to see an expansion of the playoffs. We've already talked about. I've got a question for you too that you know, maybe I'm just stupid, but in my opinion, when the committee is evaluating losses, I'm going to take Ohio State, for example. Last year, they lost to Purdue by, like, three scores, whereas Georgia's two losses were to LSU and Bama. And they ended up ranking Georgia at five, Ohio State at six. I agree that neither of them deserve to be in the playoffs. However, is it better to win your games against your toughest opponents and have a bad loss to a bad team? or have your loss against your best team on your schedule. No, I think it definitely seems like the way their decisions have gone, it's almost better to lose a close game against your toughest opponent than than to beat your toughest opponent if you're going to lose a game. Because I think that the loss to Purdue, Purdue's a good football team. I mean, they they had their highs and lows this year. They got embarrassed by Auburn, but they're a good football team. They're, they're not the Purdue of three to four years ago. And uh, I think... Beyond that, you got to look at who's on the committee, too. It was interesting to see. I saw a video, I think it was by Joe Klatt. I think he's with Fox Sports. And he talked about the inflation of the different conferences' rankings compared to their computer rankings. And uh, what's his name from Virginia Tech, the retired coach? He's on the committee right now. Yeah, Beamer. Beamer Ball. Beamer's on the committee, and the the ACC saw a, a huge spike in the rankings of their teams, and their I think the average inflation on their teams was by 16 rankings compared 16 places uh, compared to the computer rankings wow. compared to the Big Ten and the SEC, where we're only inflated by a couple. So I don't know. It's interesting to see who's on the committee and who's making those decisions. I just think that almost that thought process just almost seems backwards. Like if you're gonna lose, I, I totally understand it, you know. And I'm not making an excuse for Ohio. Like Ohio State lost to Purdue by three scores. They gave up 50 points, and they gave up 50 points to Maryland. Like I understand they didn't deserve to be in. I just think it's a very valid point for a team like Georgia last year, who lost 20, like by 20 to LSU, and then they lost to Bama. So they lost to their two best teams. So then let's look at the quality of wins. They're they're just not there for me. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I think we've talked that one to death. Uh, let's move on to the NBA. A few headlines in the NBA. Uh, Matt, you can help us out with these. The first big headline, LeBron, or as it's written in this headline, LeBum is still out. Yeah, Le- LeBron is still out, and I think he's going to be out for a couple more weeks. Uh, big big game for the Lakers last night, though. Overtime, I watched that. Overtime win over OKC. Yeah. Kind of, kind of getting it together. I'm not saying they have it all the way together because they clearly they've won what three of their last ten. I think um, four, maybe three or four, four of their last maybe ten, something like that. Four of their last ten. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I saw somewhere they were three and seven a couple days ago. Okay. So yeah, I think they're four and seven now. Yeah. But but was last night's win more about Lonzo Ball showing up in overtime or Russell Westbrook absolutely disappearing in overtime and single-handedly uh, losing his team the game? Well, you see, Westbrook, he does 
garner a lot of a lot of usage and whatnot. And he has been putting up shots and, and missing. It's pretty atrocious. His true shooting percentage over the last like twenty games has been very very low in the statistical averages of all the point guards in the league. I think it's more about Lonzo showing up and just Russ. He's going to do his thing. He's never been a great shooter, but he's gonna he's gonna do his thing and night in night out. And he just had an off couple of minutes last night. As far as showing up, you know who's showing up tonight for the Warriors in uniform to play? Boogie Cousins. Yeah, I don't really care that much. I, I, uh, does it matter? I don't know if it's going to change. I think they're going to get worse. I, I don't think it matters at all, and, and I think he's going to hurt the team tonight. I uh, think you guys gonna, are crazy. They're going to win because they're playing the Clippers, but he's, he's coming in. Steve Kerr saying he's going to get around 20 minutes. Um, he's probably not going to have too much of an impact in the quarters that he does play, but I'm sure he's going to get his. The more he plays, his book cousins. the more he plays for that team, There's the more chances there are that some huge dramatic event's going to happen. And I think the, the the more minutes he plays correlates to his less likely that he finishes the season as a warrior. I just, I don't yeah. know if, I don't, I don't see him fitting in them. I don't know. You in, tell me I'm wrong, Kevin. I think you guys are dead wrong on this. Boogie is a former first team All Pro center. I think like maybe two times. I mean, people are forgetting how damn good this guy. I think is. I am I forgetting got, because it's been so he's long. He's got attitude problems. I'm aware of that, but it's because he's always been the alpha male in the locker room. He is most definitely not anymore. He is taking orders from Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. And Draymond Green is the worst player on the Warriors now. Boogie Cousins is going to help the Warriors in what they've been missing the most, which is defense down low and a big man that can shoot on the perimeter. Because Draymond is supposed to be Draymond, and he's been terrible this year. God, I Both of those two things. I saw an interesting well, – it was a video combined with a stat of Draymond taking open threes versus contested threes. And his percent percentage on open threes is just abysmal. It's something atrocious. Atrocious. It's broken. His shot's broken. It's ugly. It's horrible. He needs to stop. It's, it's awful. His the only time he ever he ever gets a double double with or a triple double with points is is when he has ten points, eleven points. Like he he's more focused about passing the ball, of course. But I've never been a Draymond fan. I honestly think he is just. A terrible player, and that's not because he burns me in fantasy all the time. But, but a little sure. bit. <laughs> Just think he's an awful player. He's a douche too. He really is. He's. I don't think he was, is a fun guy to be around. All the Warriors must hate him. I know they don't like him. There's, there's no way. I mean, I don't want to come at your your statistics, Jake. But last last night he shot four for seven from three. Who was that, Draymond? All of which were all of which were contested. Yes, against the Pelicans. That's what I'm saying. They were contested. I, I I'm not saying that I'm not saying he can't shoot ever. I'm just saying you look at his open threes. They're just something goes on in his mind where he just can't shoot with anyone with no one in front of his face. All right, let's uh, move on to the next. One of the other big headlines right now is just James Harden being a god and being pretty much unstoppable. And is there any is there any end to this in your sight? I don't think there is. I. I think that he's going to burn out, but he's going to get his, and I think he's going to push for that record, that uh, that 30-point con- like consecutive game re- record that uh, Wilt Chamberlain owns. That's fair, but then what happens in the playoffs when he chokes? I, he's he's going to burn out. Chris Paul is going to come back. His yep. usage is going to go down, which it's at an all-time high right now for him at 39.9%. Yeah. Second ever only challenging Russell Westbrook's 41.7% usage rate from his MVP season. But he, he's going to burn out. Rockets are going to get uh, Chris Paul back. And honestly, in the immediate future, they just lost their center for four to six weeks. Clint Capella is out for the next upcoming, what, 20 games. I, I think they're going to fall down the standings, and you're going to see it. But I, I think James Harden is going to get his in the meantime, and he's going to push for that record. Okay, someone had a note about DeMar DeRozan. Someone want to make a comment about DeMar DeRozan? I just uh, I had to add this in here for you guys. I wanted to talk about it. Is DeMar DeRozan bad at basketball, or, or is he just slumping? Because he's had a bad couple of weeks here 
strung together where he's not shooting the ball at all. This Spurs basketball is struggling a little bit. I know the Spurs are struggling, which I guess correlates pretty directly. Kev, anything? So the, the Spurs are struggling, but here's here's what I want from you, Matt. I want, I want to hear some predictions from you. Give me your prediction for the conference finals for each conference. So what two teams are going to make it out of the East and West. Give me your championship matchup. And then obviously the Warriors are going to win it all. <laughs> and then and then give me where do the Lakers finish and do the Cavs end with the number one overall pick. All right, I'll, I'll start from the top here. You might have to walk me through it. I didn't really yeah, that write was a all lot. that down. But um, what I got right now is the eight teams you see in the East going Bucks all the way down to the Hornets where they're at. You got the Hornets and the Pistons separated by two games, but but this bottom six teams in the East, or seven teams in the East, are, are just they're atrocious all the way down to the Cavs. We're gonna have the first pick in the NBA draft. But you know, I got I got the Bucks or the Raptors finishing in first place. I I see the 76ers making a push, but they still have to figure out what they're gonna do with Jimmy Butler. But they're ultimately gonna be the first or second seed. Headed over to the West, you got the Warriors, and I love the Nuggets. I'm a big wow. Nikola Jokic fan. A big Nikola Jokic fan. I love me okay. some Joker all day, all night, putting up triple double numbers every single game. Like he's he's gonna be hard to stop, and I think they're gonna be a sneaky second seed in the in the West. And as for the Lakers. They're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they push past the five seed. I think, I think LeBron comes back, and they put together a string of 10 games, 12 games. They gather some momentum, and they make a, a good playoff push. But my um my four teams, so like the East Championship, the West Championship, I got – I'll go Warriors, Warriors Thunder. How about that? I got Warriors Thunder. That's your championship game? And then I'll go I'll go Bucks 76ers. Okay. I like that. I I love Bucks. Celtics. I I, see I think the Celtics are gonna choke. I I think I'm out on the Celtics. Warriors finals. I don't think it will be. I I honestly think it'll be the 76ers versus the Warriors and the Warriors will they'll kill them in in four games. Yeah, I'm big on the Sixers. I'd I'd be excited to see that. I would hate that. It's not like any of it matters because the Warriors are going to sweep through the playoffs anyways. So yeah, wait, wait for LeBron to get back. I've heard there's so much wine going through his system right now. It's, it, I think it's possible that his his blood just has old wine in it. So if they if they could get some sort of wine transfusion with his blood going, I think that might be the key to get him back faster. It might just be uh, uh, he's clogged up with old wine. I think. They need the, definitely a wine transfusion for for LeBron. Yeah, get yeah him back it'll quicker. definitely uh, be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I want to get one more note in on uh, basketball here, guys. I think we can all agree Zion's probably going number one. Uh, apparently, rumor has it Zion does he sit out the rest of this year, take the year off, stay healthy. What are yeah. you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I hadn't actually heard. I don't think anything has been said from Zion himself, but the article that I think this is referring to is talked about, I think, after they lost to Syracuse. And at the beginning of the season, after their first couple games, this was talked about as being maybe the best, the, the greatest college basketball team of all time, um, led by Zion as of right now. And now with two losses, and I mean, they, they could obviously still win the whole thing. They probably will. But at this point, the the... The article was talking about if there's if you're not going to be the best team of all time and you're not chasing these crazy lofty goals, why not just sit out and keep yourself healthy, train for the NBA, and kind of just use this year of college that you have to sit out as free training, basically. I, I'd agree with that. I would agree with uh, uh, Kevin's statement about Zion being, like, wanting to sit out, wanting to, to save himself for the, the NBA. Is that what you said, Kevin? Is that is that your yeah. Yeah, that's what I think he should do. Why not? I mean, it's college basketball. Players shouldn't be required to go to college. They should be able to go to the NBA. I think the one-and-done is ridiculous. I think it's killing college basketball. I think Duke, on paper, is the best team of all time. I think they're going to win the national championship if Zion decides to keep playing. They're only going to get better as the year goes on. But I think Zion should sit out, 
I think they all should sit out. I hate it. I hate the NCAA. Yeah, I, the, I second that. The only reason, I guess the only reason for the one year is that when you sign that contract, you, you have the option to go back and complete it. But if you know that you're going to be taken in the first round and you have millions and millions of dollars coming your way, I mean, there's no... There's just no reason at that point. You can you can go to college later for four years on your own dime and not have to exactly. worry about that later. To me, it's the same thought process as football players sitting out bowl games. Or, you know, Nick Bosa gets hurt with an abdomen injury. He could have played this postseason, yeah. but he didn't. He wanted to sit out and go to the NFL and work, hone in on his craft and get healthy. Yeah, Don't doesn't blame bother me. That. It's their lives. It's their careers. It's exactly. It's playing in one hour of football versus – the millions of dollars coming your way. I, it's uh, yeah. as far as a bowl game, a national championship. That would be. I mean, if we ever saw a day where that would happen, that would be something to really consider. Um, to really talk about the problems with college football at that point. But just sitting out a bowl game where it's not for a national championship or or a conference championship, even I there's I don't see any problem with it. I totally agree. All right, let's kind of switch gears here. Yeah. Okay. So well, that's uh, I think that's all we have about sports today. So if if that's all you tuned in for, uh, everything else after here will be entertainment and this segments. Is the good stuff. Yeah, this is the good stuff. So this is what they pay us the big bucks for. Exactly. So I think Matt, you're gonna stick around with us for a little while to talk a few things, and then we'll say goodbye to you, and then Kevin and I will finish up the episode. But to switch gears, uh, movies. Let's talk a little bit about movies. I haven't seen too many recently, but uh, the word is in on on plenty of them, and I just want to start out by talking about. The possibly the biggest disappointment of the year, uh, Holmes and Watson with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, which I was so excited to see, and now I don't think I will ever pay money to see that movie. Yeah, uh, the reviews were terrible, and I'm really not a big review guy, but it's not just the critics; it's it's everyone. Everyone just says it's it stinks. Yeah, you knew it was gonna be bad because they didn't even release it to the critics to review before opening day, which is what you do with movies to get the word out. And they just didn't do that. I remember the first time I heard about this movie was somebody snapped a picture of them on set on Twitter. And it went crazy viral. This is going to be the funniest movie of all time. And I saw the trailer and I was out. And now I've seen the reviews and now I'm double out. So did you know this too? Actually right before the release, I think like a month or so before the release, uh, the studio actually tried to sell the movie to Netflix. Oh. And Netflix didn't buy it. They refused. Can I, can I give you a number? Yeah. Uh, nine, 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, jeez. And, yeah, and I don't love not, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't love Rotten Tomatoes, but when it's that low, I mean, right. that's that's bad, right. bad. It's low scores all across the board. So I, this is a tough conversation to have, but I mean, Will Ferrell now, a string of pretty bad movies, The House... Uh, and now this, and I, I think he's made... Oh, and Daddy's yeah. Home as well, Daddy's Home too, which I just didn't love any of those. Yeah, he's he might be done. Is Will Ferrell done or finished? Done. Done. He, he's His days are behind him. God, that's sad to say. I mean, one Definitely really one of my favorite actors, one of my favorite... But com- maybe he's got us right actors. where he wants us, you know? Just maybe. sleeping on him, and then he'll come out with another masterpiece. But I'll tell you what's not bad... Spider-Man Homecoming. It's fantastic. Kev, we it's, saw it together. Uh, we did. And Matt as awesome. well, right? Um, we held hands the whole time, all three of us. Yep. And it was the best animated movie I've ever seen. I haven't enjoyed Spider-Man an animated Homecoming. movie as an adult that much, I don't think, ever. I thought it was, uh, didn't, wasn't, didn't we see Spider, Spider-Man Spider Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's what it is. <laughs> it's fine. We'll edit. What did you call it, Kevin? We'll edit that out. No worries. <laughs> um, I'm keeping it in. So yeah, oh, Spider-Man could, Into the Spider-Verse. Great movie. Yeah. Could we talk about the new Spider-Man trailer? I don't know if you saw the new Spider-Man oh, Far From Home. Yeah, go for it. I, I, I just got to make a comment that there is so much Spider-Man. It seems like every year now, if there's one Spider-Man franchise on to the next, and I'm kind of tired of Spider-Man, but I'm totally going to watch every movie that comes out. Oh, me too. And I'm I'm a pretty big Marvel guy, and this year is it just be an absolute treat. Spider Man, you've got Captain Marvel, and then of course the big one coming out, and I think May and Shazam as well, right? That's a Marvel movie. I saw a trailer yeah, for that. It's a Marvel movie. Yeah, that I wasn't super excited about that, but I I'll, 
I'll probably still see it. Matt, what were you going to say about that Spider-Man trailer? Did you see it? I was going to say, they're they're bringing Mysterio back. They're bringing, I don't know how familiar you are with Mysterio, but they have Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio, and I'm very hyped up for that performance. I, I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah, I'm really excited too. It's 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 gonna be awesome. The the trailer teaser was it was pretty incredible. I thought I I'm looking forward to it. So more movies that at least I haven't seen. Maybe you guys have that I'm excited for. Uh, number one out in theaters now is Vice, which is getting mixed reviews. But I I'm still super intrigued. I, I wanted to wait and see how it panned out as far as the reviews go first. But I still ten out of ten want to see this movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I also want to see it, though. It, it looks pretty sweet. I haven't seen it either, but I do want to see it. I just can't figure out a time to get over to the movie theater. It's kind of an well, inconvenience nowadays. The good news is is that over the next six months, we can all watch it, and then we'll give you guys a review in our podcast episode number three. Exactly. So just keep waiting every six months. Keep your notifications on, and we'll hit you up every the semi-annual Gridiron podcast. And we'll keep you updated on all your movie needs because nobody really goes to the movies anymore anyway. So you can wait six months. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention was, a big move, speaking of big movies coming out this year, Disney's coming out with a couple. And one of the biggest ones is Aladdin, which I think comes out later in 2019, somewhere in the fall or late summer. And there was a lot of controversy because there was a, uh, an early look poster that came out for this movie. And Will Smith is apparently playing the genie. Uh, who was played by Robin Williams in the animated movie, and in the first look poster, Will Smith was not blue like the original genie. He just basically looked like Will Smith. And so I'm kind of pissed about that right now. Hopefully he's blue in the movie. Uh, it, but if it's just Will Smith playing the genie, I'm already out on this one. Ooh, I didn't yeah. see that. But... It, it could be uh, you know, any actor in the world, I'm not going to see it. It doesn't matter. Really? Not interested? No, no interest. I think I've outgrown Disney after they ruined Star well, Wars. I mean, what is Disney doing with all these, like, real-life animated, like, bringing animated movies into real life? I mean, it's what really smart, here? though, right? Because we grew up on all these movies, and now we're at the... Well, I think we were even a little... They were younger than us, the generation that they were made for. And now these people are having kids, and they want them to experience the movies they saw in live action. Because I don't know, but I saw Beauty and the Beast when that was in li- the live action one with uh, Emma Watson, and I absolutely loved it. That's one of my favorites, and I loved Emma Watson yeah, in did. that. Yeah, I'm absolutely in love with Emma Watson. So, uh, so I- I'm just as excited about this Aladdin movie. So if you guys aren't, shame on you, because this is going to be a great movie. Except unless Will unless Will Smith is not blue, because that's already such a hard role to live up to with Robin Williams. And if it's if it's just Will Smith, then what's that? I don't need to see it. Yeah, I'm out on that if he's not blue. Yeah. All right, I have one more movie I want to bring up before we move on to our segments. Um, it's it's going viral. It's the Netflix original. Let's do some talking bird box. Hang on, I'm gonna put on my blindfold. Okay. <laughs> Me too. All right, and that was talking bird box. Perfect. So now, we're going to move into some segments. Um, yep, Jake, and then... What are we going to start with? Yeah, Matt, you're sticking around, I think, for the beginning of these, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so first segment, there's no name for it. We're just going to rank things. So this is rank things. So we're starting out with... We're going to come up with a sweet name. No, there's going to be so many funny, great names for this, but we're just going to rank things right now. Okay. Wow, all right, we got to pause for a second. Kev, you just, you lagged real bad. Okay, and we're back. Some minor technical difficulties with Kevin on the line, uh, but we're all back. We're doing this over Skype. One day, maybe we'll do it in studio. Yeah, so we're back. So we're going to rank with Matt, our our guest today. We're going to rank our three favorite reality TV shows. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but my parents actually got rid of cable, and I got it here in college, so now I'm stuck watching all the fantastic reality TV shows, and it got me. Uh, into thinking about my favorites. So we're going to do this uh, snake draft style. Start with Kevin. You can go first. Your favorite reality TV show. First of all, I'm honored to get the number one overall pick. I think this should be a consensus number one Shark Tank. And it's not even close. I do love now, Shark Tank. It, with, sometimes you get a bad draw which with the sharks. You know, there's a lot of sharks that I don't care for. But when you've got like the classic Robert, Lori, Mr. Wonderful... Uh, Damon and Mark, I-, I could watch that for 
hours on end. There's not just I could watch it. I, I have, and I do. There's almost never a time of the day, if I see that on TV, that I will not put on Shark Tank. If it's on, and I'm it's, watching it. It's on every night. Too. Oh, yeah. You know. Can't right. get enough. All right, Matt, Matt. Why don't you go next? Is, are we going all time here, or are we going... No, all time. Currently on TV. Whatever right? you want, yeah. If we're going all time here, I'm going to have to go with... This is a hot take now. The Celebrity Apprentice. Oh God! Wow, that's a that's yeah. That a gets a that gets a wolf that's from Kevin, pick. and uh, and I don't know. But that's that's a terrible. Pick. That's a bad but pick. I'm take, but I'm taking that because I, I've probably watched every episode of you, that. You you could have taken that. You could have taken that number three, and no one would have questioned that. That I mean, no one was gonna yeah. pick that. You that's way too high, ludicrous. Bold, though. That's my Baker Mayfield pick. God, I mean, that's fair, I guess. Feeling dangerous. All right. All right, well, if I'm up, this this actually wasn't going to be my number one because I thought it was going to be gone by now. But I'm going to take it now. Bar Rescue. Damn it. Yeah, I was I was hoping that would somehow slide back to me. Yeah, I thought I didn't think that would slide. I didn't think it would, was going to go all the way to me, so I'm going to take it now. Yeah. Bar Rescue is another show that if it's on, I'm not missing it. It's another show that's on all the time and uh, have to watch it. There's just something about John Taffer yelling to shut it down that I cannot get enough of. So I, I, you know, I was looking actually, I don't think most of those bars even make it that he goes to. I think most of them end up closing. I wonder why. And I just, I just don't care. I love it so much. Feel bad yeah, for the people over in the bars, but love John Taffer. Okay. So if we're doing snake, that's back to me, right? Correct. Let's hear it. Wow. I think I, I, I mean, I don't want to be too, too cocky here, but I think I'm going to sneak away with the two best picks here. Number two is Impractical Jokers. Uh, oh, you don't love it? Nah, I like, I like that show. Reality? I liked that show when I was like 16. Yeah, that's reality, right? Yeah, I'll count it. I think we're using reality as like a pretty big bucket. Anything non-scripted, basically. Okay. This is it my pick now? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I can't believe you got... I, I thought you loved that show, Kev. I, I did when I was like 16, dude. I, I haven't liked that show since I realized that the same sh- that every episode is the same shit over and over and over. It's yeah. got its moments. Those guys are funny. They've obviously made it. I'm maybe maybe I didn't watch it so much when I was in high school. I, I think I have like have a new love for it in the last couple of years that I've watched it more and more. So maybe I'll get bored of it eventually. All right, Matt. All right, I, I don't want to hit you with two really hot takes in a row here but this appeals to to the non-male side of things uh the bachelor oh that was on my list that's that's big that's a good one that was on my list for sure love watching some girls claw at each other over over some dude yeah yeah i used to watch that with my mom all the time and just like right before bed and i'd be like oh yeah i'm about to go to bed i'll just sit down for a second and end up watching the whole episode this one is a, uh, yeah, this one I think is an all-timer. I feel pretty confident throwing this one on my list. Cops. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I didn't even think about yeah. that. I, that wasn't even on my list. Yeah. Um, you know, Cops is the classic show. You can sit down and watch it for five minutes and be satisfied or watch it for five hours and be satisfied. So it's it's incredible. Cops or Live PD? Um. I don't like Life PD. Yeah, I don't either. I like the original. I like Cops. Yep. All right. So I'll go ahead and snake around. My last pick, uh, I might get some hate for this, but if you know, you know. Chopped. Chopped? Ooh. Yeah. I, I have to. That's a sneaky pick. Okay, That's, I have a quick note on Chopped. Dark, it's a dark horse, but I'm telling you, you sit down, you watch a couple episodes, you're hooked. They've been, they've been running a marathon the past few days. And it's only been chopped healthy food, and it's pissing me off. It's yeah. it's all these people that only cook healthy food, and it's it's ruining the show for me. It's been on the last, like, three days because it's right at that time when I come home from class before I cook dinner, and it's on every day, and it's just healthy chopped. I don't know if I'm getting that. That's just where they're running it in that time slot, but it, uh, that's that's my note. I just I hate healthy chopped. <laughs> that's fair. All right, back to uh, Matt now. All right, just because no one took it, I'm going to take the Jersey Shore. I've, go that's Jersey fair. Shore. That's fine. I mean, it's a, it's a classic pick. I I didn't really love Jersey pick. Shore, but... It, yeah, I don't care for Jersey Shore. I know a lot of people love it. Uh, that's a good pick, though. It's a good pick. You're playing to the people. I like it. It's a, it's a sneaky third-rounder. I'm not a sellout. 
so that's why I didn't take it. Yeah. So. Okay. I think I this know. one, my last one's gonna be. <laughs> I think my last one's gonna be a pretty unpopular pick, but I love it personally, and I'm excited for its return to TV. It was off for a few years, and it's coming back this year. Fixer Upper on HGTV. Uh, well, I think it's not coming back on HGTV, but Fixer Upper in Waco, Texas. I don't want to come at you sideways here, but I had a teammate who was from Waco and lives near those people. No way. And he says that they're just not who you think they are. They don't do everything you think they're doing on the show. Like They don't provide the, the furniture in the house after they fix your house up. They charge you for all of that. And I'm just not here. I'm not here for that. Yeah, that's fake as hell. Yeah, that, that kind of ruins the facade of it for me. I guess I don't really want to know the details of all the reality TV shows. I think if we knew everything behind every reality TV show, it would be ruined for us. So let me just have this one at face value and let me love it for what it is, Matt. So. Do, you guys, do you guys have any honorable mentions you want to toss in before we move on to the next segment? Um, oh, I just wanted to – the other show that's been on a lot is uh, Kids Baking Championship. And I just want to say uh, – the kids that's, on there. That's underappreciated. No, Terrible. Matt, they suck Every at baking. Kids show sucks. Matt, they're bad. They're bad at baking. I could do what they're doing. Like if you I, gave I me. Just like the meltdown. If you, I know, if you gave me, you can't go an episode without three kids crying on there. But if if you gave me <laughs> two weeks to learn how to bake, I could compete on that show and might beat a few nine-year-olds. That's all. Yeah, a couple uh, honorable mentions I had would be. Um, Oh, I just, I literally just forgot it. Damn it. You got Matt. I, I got two for you. <laughs> I got, just because it wasn't said, and I feel like it's an American classic, we we got American Idol. Yeah. I, I, do, I love I American Idol. Like Down with the voice. The list. Yeah, I, one of mine was going to be the voice. I always liked that more than American Idol. Uh, I loved, uh, I love watching Blake Shelton. He's, he's the man, kind of. Um, Matt, more of an Adam Levine guy. Oh, and then my other one was uh, House Hunters. I remember now. Oh, I, I do love that. House Hunters is a good one. But not House Hunters yeah, International. Hunters. No, I want to be very clear. House Hunters International stinks. That show should be canceled. Incredible. Yeah. They're just going around renting apartments. Not even nice apartments. My $2 million home in upstate New York isn't good enough, yeah. so we're going to move to the Bahamas and a $4 million beachfront property. Okay, so our last... Our last segment here before Matt leaves us, we're going to do Shark Tank ideas. Kind of go around. doesn't have to be snake draft. Just throw out ideas when you have them, and we'll, the other two of us will we'll judge your ideas, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Kev, do you want to start again? How many, uh, how many ideas are we doing? However many you got. I'm going to go last. Okay, you can go last. Matt? All right, I'm going last. I got to start it off. Go for it. All right, I got I got two hot takes here. First one, picture this a a neighbor Yelp review site. So it's <laughs> it's like a for your neighborhood. So when you're moving into places, you can see who your neighbor's gonna be and see what star rating they have. That's and then brutal. a list of a list of comments from other neighbors about those uh... neighbors. I'm not saying that's a bad idea by any means, but I'm about 90% sure that already exists. Really? I'm almost positive. It sounds like something that would exist. I don't know what it's called, but I'm almost positive that exists. Yeah, it does All sound right. like it, but well, I haven't heard of it. Great idea, though. It's still, well, well, it is a really, shot that really good idea. Well, since you shot that down, I got I'm another one. Not investing. All right. Well, next one is a, a valet service. That is like an Uber service where you drive your car into the city and when you can't find a parking spot, you just go on your app and someone comes to your car and takes your car from you and valets your car for you and then puts your keys in like a lockbox that's attached to your car and then you come and get your car wherever it says on the GPS after you go to set event. So there's no hassle for finding last minute parking. Okay. I like that. Not bad. I like that. Yeah. That's all you got, Matt? Uh, those are my $2 million ideas. But okay. apparently the first one's not worth a million dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I, it might be a thing already. We'll have to look into it. If not, you're a millionaire. Easily. All right, so Kev, you're going last. I'll go next. 
Um, my first one, I'm just going to say it. At-home liposuction. Just... <laughs> just bedside. You you wake up after a, a drunken night of eating a whole pizza. You roll over, and you just plug that thing right into your belly button. Suck out the pizza from the night before. <laughs> and you're good to go. I'm in. I'm down. It's incredible. My second one... This is more of a personal issue, but I'll share it here. Discreetly pet. The pe- first one wasn't. Well, no, this is this is different. <laughs> I feel like the first idea really promotes bulimia. But yeah, uh, that might not be great. But no, the second one is discreetly packaged hemorrhoid hemorrhoid cream, like something that comes in, <laughs> like a tooth, like a toothpaste tube or something like that. Something that I can carry around with me, and if I lose my backpack, it's not going to be judged if someone finds it. Um, that's just a personal note. And then my third one is actually a decent idea. If it's not a thing already, it's just windshield wipers that are strong enough to scrape ice off the windshield when it's frozen. That is a great idea. Just really strong windshield wipers. Something that I can just flip on and is it, it scrapes. Is like an attachment you're going to put on, like when it's iced? Yeah. Okay. That, that's a really good idea. Yeah, that's my, that's my third one. Buy that. Alright. I hope you guys are sitting down for this one. Yeah, I'm ready. One idea. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask both of you a couple questions. Actually, I'm just going to ask you one question. How many pillows do you sleep with per night? Like seven. Okay. Matt? I've got three on my bed. Alright. So I think we can all agree that unless you're a psychopath, you sleep with several pillows in your bed. Right? Right. Yeah. So here's my idea. It's a very big pillow, very comfortable, like the most comfortable pillow you've ever put your head on, and it's huge. It's like really thick, but it's really comfortable, and here's the catch. Underneath it, there's a compartment that you can open and store a handgun. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you just described a mattress. A mattress that you can reach underneath, and there's a gun compartment. Uh, well, and when an intruder is busting down your door with a gun, you're not gonna have time to get underneath the mattress. I think I'd have to see a prototype to visualize exactly how this would all work out. I'll mock up some drafts and I'll post them to our Twitter account. Okay, that would be great. Everyone, check out the Twitter for Kevin's inventions. And uh, I thought that one was gonna land a little harder. I'm not gonna lie. No, that's a good idea. Disservice with the delivery. No, that's no. I, I think okay. I just need to see okay. more. I need I just need more details. That's all. Okay. Um, is that it? Everyone had anyone have any more? I, I don't got anything else because I, I want to save my the few that I do have for when I'm actually on Shark Tank. Yeah. Okay. So if there's any investors out there, if there's some, if there's any investors out there listening, uh, please con- contact us through our Twitter, Gridiron Sports, and anyone out there that's thinking of stealing those ideas, we'll find you and kill you. Yeah, Kevin, well, I'll, I'll sit Kevin on you. Yeah, Kevin's gun pillow already is, is already yeah, I'll packed. Bring, I'll bring my pillow. <laughs> You're done. I'll smother you and then shoot you. All right. I think that's it uh, with Matt. Matt, thanks so much for being our first guest on the Gridiron. Hope to have you back very soon. It's been great having you. Um, that's all. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Love you. Thanks Love for you. having me. Hopefully I can get back on when you do your next podcast in June. Yeah, we'll call you up in June. Till then. Well, it's 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 July, so calm down. Can't rush this. (laughs) All right, see ya. All right, see ya. Okay, we're back. Just me and Kev now, and we are bearing the bull. Yep, bearing the bull. We are (laughs) we're (laughs) way over time on what we said we were gonna do. So instead of making this a two-hour podcast, we will save our thoughts for next week. Uh, just real quickly, next week, we're going to be talking more NFL, and then segments, we're going to start talking Thrones, because it's almost that time of the year, Thrones is coming back in April, and I don't know about you, Kev, I have already started rewatching. I, I have too, I'm about to be done with season one, trying to get through all of them by uh, April, we'll see if I do it or not. Yep, so we're going to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones, talking about our favorite deaths, our favorite characters. And uh, the big news in April is that the Masters lines up with Game of Thrones premiering. So we're going to talk a little Can't bit wait. about that. Can't wait for that. All right. Uh, that's all I got, Kev. All 
All right, see you guys. All right, Thanks. see you guys in July. Love you.